Perhaps the most controversial topic of discussion in our day revolves around truth. Opinions often blur the lines of an objective truth. Streaming platforms, social media, and other mediums allow individuals to project their truths upon the masses like never before. In the midst of woke, cancel culture, religious freedoms, political liberties, social injustice, we attempt to search for and reveal the truth. This is Truth Revival. Truth Revival, let's go. My name is Roman Hamilton. Today with me is Paul Chapman. And we've also got Brad Abernathy. Brad Abernathy. The coach, Brad Abernathy. Coach Brad Abernathy. What do we say, seven time? Seven times. Seven times. Seven times. Hey, but listen, this is not his vision. (laughs) Remember, this ain't my vision. Listen, you're like Ric Flair, right? (laughs) Yep, that's true. Mr. Seven Time, going for eight. Woo! Dominate. Get your shirts today. Eight to dominate. Mm. What is it? Is this an exclusive? Did we just hear that for the first time? First time I'm here. Yep, that's right. So what's your your slogan? Dominate. Mm-hmm. Dominate. Eight with the... That's right. Ooh, I like it. Yep. D-O-M-N. D-O-M-I-N with the number eight, baby. Yeah, okay. Limited okay. edition shirts and stickers, by the way, we're going to have. Well, cool. So yeah. I think this is like episode. Paul, I think this is episode Hold on, eight. hold on. This eight. is episode this is eight. Episode oh, eight. it's the Lord working it out. Just <laughs> saying, that's the Lord working it out. This is episode That's eight. crazy, oh, man. Holy Spirit, we just thank yeah, you, Lord. The Lord has got us all day today. Oh, oh, what a, today has been awesome. So today's episode, we're going to focus on what Paul has dubbed... The miracles under the tent. Now, Paul, help everybody understand what's going on there. Let our listeners know what happened uh, just briefly, and then we'll we'll get into it. The miracles under the tent. What does that mean? Miracles under the tent. We uh, coach had a vision to sell fireworks uh, several months back, so he organized it all, put it all together, and as everything we do, we kind of do together, and uh, we threw it, we threw it together, and it, it just kind of blossomed and and worked out and. We were down there for two weeks selling fireworks beside the museum, and it just seemed like from the from the get go, the Lord moved from the uh, from the first night on. You know, we had people coming in, uh, just fellowship and talking about the Lord. People rededicating their life, people coming in testifying that the Lord took care of their cancer. People coming for prayer for their marriages, coming for prayer for just just all different kinds of things, which we'll share during during our time here. But it was just unbelievable uh, the fact that. You know, if you'll make yourself available, the God will, God will bring people to you. And it was almost like the tent was an oasis. Mm. You know, it, it was, it was kind of cool. And, and I, I likened it to like AAA. You know, you <laughs> all you young guys got AAA. I'm the old guy here, but I don't have AAA. You but all you, all you young guys got AAA, you know. So you got to make yourself available, attainable, and accessible. Okay. It's like AAA. You know, when, when your car's broken down, they come and get you. Uh-huh. When you're broken down in the natural – Available, attainable, and accessible. So, you know, it's like AAA. The tent was like AAA. All right. It was the place to be. Yeah. No matter how far away, call AAA, and we'll save your day. Mm. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Solving good time. Paul was the king of slogans during the the firework promotional things. That's true. That Brad was putting out on Facebook. But, guys, this is going to be y'all's show, so I'm going to let you all kind of just lead this thing. I know the, the first night... There was is a miracle the tent even made it. A torrential downpour. It was nuts. Yeah. Well, and I think a hurricane came through because the 
winds were blowing and it was just i was nervous for you guys i came down to help and gus was there and in gus's words he said we're all gonna we're die, all gonna die. <laughs> that's what gus said he's my little uh, five-year-old boy so uh i'm gonna let you guys just take it away here uh, just start with night number two or just tell me no i'll start with the first night because i love when coach tells a story about uh, gus okay <laughs> so our tent our tent we get it up we worked our butt off john and josh come down and helped us we were literally there all day setting stuff up and we decided we're going to launch at six so we did our first commercial at six o'clock that monday and so you know we get everything set up and there's this awful storm brewing down and it's coming down our necks and so you rome you was there and uh, lance was there and tanya a bunch of folks was there and so you know it starts torrential downpouring that tent's going crazy flaps are going everywhere one of the poles kicks out and paul has to go over there and pull it and straighten it up the canopy on tracy's camper goes kablooey it was twisted It was oh, done. The canopy, I forgot about that. Yeah, the that. canopy that didn't work, and so you know it no longer worked after that for sure. And so, <laughs> the fact, and then we got every firework table covered, mm. all the stuff on top of it, and it didn't matter. Like I told folks for real, if you want to keep your prayer life in order, be in the middle of a storm underneath the fireworks tent. That'll keep you right in check. And then you got Gus going around screaming, "We're all gonna die." <laughs> We're all gonna die. So that didn't help matters, you know. So, but it was crazy that it made, and nothing got damaged, you know, fireworks wise. No, nothing. I mean, the Lord took care of it, except for that canopy. You know, it was the only thing that we lost. But I think that was pretty cool that you guys weathered that storm, and then I was camping all week. Yeah, you guys have testified and said that it's like an oasis, a place for people to just not only a hangout place. But also a place to minister to people. Oh yeah, yeah. The, where it started, you know, we were tired, we were hot. It was a lot of work. Yeah, you know, and it and it was rough. But I, but the the moment it started, it, and it's crazy how in your community, when you're involved in your community, and you're involved in your community over a, a period of time, you know, coach has been at the junior high how long? Nine years. Nine years. Year. Yep. So all these kids that have come through. The junior high and been a part of his life before I got there. These guys were there before I even got there. I've been there five years. They start coming to the tent, and and, and they're just like hanging out every night, and and they're talking. And uh, I won't. I'll let Coach tell you about the story, but we'll keep the names, you know, neutral, so we don't embarrass anybody or anybody, anything. But this one guy that Coach had had on the team as a manager, he starts coming and hanging out, and I'll let Coach tell the story because this is where it all started. You know, we've been fortunate to have some good guys be managers. And I always tell folks, you know, managers are right underneath the tier of the coach. You know, so they're not – a lot of people, I think, when they hear the word manager and maybe most teams, they think, uh, that guy's beneath players or he's this or he's that. But, you know, we've got – I mean, we've been blessed with some hardworking boys. We really have in the time that we've been doing them. And this guy, you know, come down. Um, you know, and we was just – talking and checking in and I was asking him you know how's church been going and how how's things been going and you know and and they don't have a pastor currently and he said well just be praying for our church that the Lord sends us a good man of God to lead us and you know and this boy he's in high school you know our our goal is to teach him more than just basketball we're not just doing that and so you know he's letting us know hey pray for my church and you know when talking to him you know he's like and I'm backslid boys I mean I'm just 
And this was a kid, right? Yeah, yeah. And he and he's like, you know, I, I'm I'm backslidden. He said, I need I need I know I need to get back. <laughs> that was his exact words, was it not, Paul? I know yeah. I know I need to get back. And then so we said, well, you know what you need to do, don't you? I said, you need to go Sunday and go to church. So he does. And then he come back that next Monday and said, boys, I got my heart right back right with God. Yeah, he said, I went to the altar. Yeah, I went back. And so, and the Lord's dealing with him, I think, for more than just what he told us about. Don't oh, you, Oh, yeah, Paul? definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, I think he's fighting, fighting the call to preach. Yeah, maybe. Honestly. I think so. He may yeah. be. He talked about being anointed by God and how God's moving in his life. And maybe, you know, and I didn't want to say maybe that's what got him scared of and out of church because I know that happens with some people. But, yeah. Man, he's a good boy. You know, he's he's a good kid, and it's just, um, you know, the Lord's dealing with him, and he and he come a bunch. He did. He come. He come probably uh, the two weeks we were there. I would say he was there six or seven days out of the two weeks. Yeah, you know, that. just just coming and hanging out, and you know, uh, that's kind of what sprung it. Um, and I thought to myself, if I was working, I wouldn't be here and be available. And the Lord wants us to be available. Listen to this: the word available means suitable and ready for use. To be suitable and ready for use. And and it comes, available comes from the Latin word uh, to be attainable, which means to reach, to be able to reach, and to be able to touch. So if we're available, we're attainable. And if we're attainable, we're accessible. And we were we were there AAA. and available. Triple A. Yeah. <laughs> so we were there for, for the kid to come and talk and, and, and open his heart up. And I'll never forget it. The second night we were there, this guy shows up. Uh, he used to work for me for about eight years, and uh, and he was instrumental in my conversion to the Lord. The Sunday that I gave my life to the Lord on July the 27th, he came and picked me up to go to church. He took me because I wasn't going to go. He come and got me. And uh, so he comes in, and he's, and we're just talking. And uh, he said, you know, my, my house burnt Sunday night. This was on Monday. I could tell he was rattled a little bit. And uh, so we talked. And a couple of days later, another guy that we know, he comes down to the tent. He's coming like three or four days to hang out to the tent. <laughs> he's getting ready to leave. And this guy's been sick. I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah, he's been sick. He's, he's been battling cancer. cancer. And uh, he go, he called me by my nickname, which I'm not going to elaborate on this show. He said, hey, man. He said, uh, let's put some money together. To help him out, I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so he's like, he said, he said, you call him, have him come down here. So I called the guy and said, hey man, I need you to come down to the tent, you know. And and I slid him that money, and the dude he just broke down, you know, and and was so appreciative and thankful. And it was just being available and coming together, you know. And when's the last time you'd seen that guy prior to the tent? <sighs> Over a year. Ain't that funny? Over a year. Because I didn't know him. Yeah. I mean, and I know about everybody that's your people. Yeah. You know, we're together so much, but yeah. I didn't know who he was. Been over a year. It'd been over a year. And uh, it, it was just crazy to, just to be be available and be there. And and people that we don't even function with all the time coming together to meet somebody's need. Yeah. But but the tent was where they came, yeah. you know, to meet the need. And then another guy, I think that Tuesday after that happened, another guy pulls in. He's like, man, I need to talk to you. And uh, I was like, what's up, man? And he's like, Man, my marriage is awful. He said, "I've I've caught I've caught my wife. She's been going out for like two years, and blah 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 blah." And, and I don't talk about it a whole ton, but I've been through that. And, and all I could think of in my mind was, I went through what I went through for right now because I'm going to counsel you in the only way I know yeah. for you to make it, and His name is Jesus. Mm, yeah, you want to make it through this? 
What? What? Yeah. I mean, you want to make praise. You, you want to make it through this, man. Whether she's with you or without you, you and your kid, you need to be, you need to be following after the Lord. Yeah. And, and I'm not talking about just taking her to church. I'm talking about forming a relationship with Jesus to get you through. Because just going to church ain't going to do it. You're going to have to submit yourself and open yourself up. We were talking about a consuming fire this morning uh, at breakfast, yeah. and and I burnt. You know, me and my wife were fixing to move, and and. I was burning a bunch of paperwork yesterday, and if you take a, a bunch of papers together and you try to light them, they will not burn. Yeah. But you've got to open that thing up to get a little air in, mm-hmm. and once you open it up, it will consume and be gone. And that's the way we are in the spirit. If we stay closed up, the, the Lord can't really get into move, but if we open ourselves up, he will consume us, and people are going to come, and people are going to say, hey, I need what you got. I'm coming to you when I need help. I'm coming to you when I need prayer. And that's what the tent was, man. It was an oasis, and people just came, and I, and I just counseled them, said, hey, man, you need Jesus. You need to follow him. You need to get get in into a relationship with him, get your kid there, no matter what you do, and just pray for the Lord's will. And, and look, if she won't change and she won't, commit her way to the father you commit your way to the father and all your crooked places will become straight and and you'll be okay and the next night we had youth you know we had youth there coach did youth and then uh it rocked on and then it rolled into the next wednesday for and you were gone camping you know so again here is a testimony of being available so you're gone camping and some things happen blah 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 blah. coach ended up saying hey i've got to go preach wednesday night at church so you need to stay here and handle the tent. And I'm thinking, hallelujah. You got 30 kids coming here. And <laughs> There I, was a slew and, there. It and, was great. People are going to be coming in wanting to buy fireworks. I'm going to have to be watching them. But thank God we got a huge support team here at Pauper Bluff. Yeah, they did. all jumped in and helped out. But I want Coach to share because here's what happened on, on that Wednesday night. He came here and preached the word. Well, when he come back, he was like walking on water. Uh, when he got back and, and youth was almost over and he goes to preaching for that Wednesday night. When he got back, even though youth was about over, he starts preaching on, on drifting. Ooh, drifting. And, and then the next day, a bunch of the youth are, are texting and, and Facebooking how that drifting sermon affected their life and what was going on. So I want him to share about him preaching on drifting, and then I'll wrap us up on the, the last couple of days at the tent. So when you speak about drifting, Brad, are you talking about fast and furious drifting in cars? No, that's exactly that's- what I told him I was not talking about. <laughs> and I told them kids, I said, because they, we that's had them coming. That's what they think of drifting nowadays. Oh, I know. I know exactly that. And I told them, I said, hey, because we had kids, I think, come that Wednesday this last at 6.30, I think. And yeah. I said, come at 6.30. And I said, and our plan was to have some games. Uh, some food. Tracy Bradley hooked us up. She made a bunch of food for the kids and hot dogs and stuff, and so we could feed them. And and so you know, I told him, I said, "Come at six thirty, um, and we're gonna have some game stuff." Then I'll share a word. Well, that Friday, um, we we pretty much. I did the math earlier. We pretty much. I was at the tent for around three hundred and twenty-two hours, give or take a few hours. <laughs> So, like, yeah. very rarely did we get to miss or go out. And, I mean, like, there was times I'd have to, I had to go to the doctor one day, and I said, Paul, I just need you to be here because I can't be there for about an hour. I need your help. And so that Friday, I had to go to the doctor. And I listen to Snowbirds podcast all the time. And, I mean, if you're listening to this one and you're looking for a good podcast, I highly recommend Snowbirds Shout out as to well. Snowbird. Yeah, I love that place. Those guys, Brody and Zach and those guys and Spencer, they're all top-notch guys in the word. You ought to try to pull some strings, Brad. See if we can. Oh, get them I could get them. Make I a could guest get them. I'll call them and let them know. And uh, be good. And so, I listen to their podcast all the time. And Brody was talking about drifting. And man, 
you were talking about the Holy Ghost getting in the cab of that Tundra I drive. I no more park the truck and tell them, say, hey, folks, gather around. I've got a word to tell y'all. <laughs> gather around. Yeah, people. I mean, that's pretty much what I said. I said, grab your chair. I said, let's, because, I mean, it was almost 8 o'clock then. It was a little after 8, so they'd been there an hour and a half already. Yeah. And uh, and so <laughs> I start talking to them about drifting. You know, you get in the river, and if you and if you just get in, that river's going to drift you down downstream, no matter what you do. It'll take you down there. And we'll be drifting, and we'll be drifting, because, and we'll just be going along to get along. And we'll just uh, be floating along and going. I said, and before you know it, we'll get tired. And then we'll start struggling. And then when we start struggling, we'll start drowning. Mm. And I said, because that's what will happen when we just drift. Because there's no, there's no purpose. There's no reason. There's no nothing. There's nothing we're hanging on to. We're just drifting and going through. And I said, and for all of us, no matter how old you are, no matter if you're in junior high, high school, getting ready to, you know, you've graduated, you're getting ready to go out and work a regular job or whatever's going. I said, all of us are capable of drifting off. When you're in that river, I said, and you're drifting down and you're going down. I said, here's what's great. Jesus is right on the bank. He's always going to get you out of there. He's always going to take care of because he's always strong enough, and he's always going to do that. And so so that's what I wanted to tell those kids is don't drift. Don't go down the river of life, you know, of, of misery and 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 just despair when there's a river of the Lord that all we got to do is hang on with both hands. Amen. With both arms, you know. And, man, when we do that, oh, glory, hallelujah. He'll do something that we <laughs> so can't good. explain. So good. You know, we can't explain. We don't understand. But the moment we let go. We'll drift again. Yep. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with part two right after these words. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Thank you for your continued support. And now the continuation of Miracles under the cub paul tent take it away paul I, I was in the tent i didn't even know he pulled up and i heard him i heard him hammering and i walked around <laughs> i thought "Woo, here we go and yeah. uh, it, it was really really good i just wanted him to share it because it's uh you know when he got to the part about hey what you just grab a hole with one arm you might let go again but if you but if you put that death grip around him and lock him hands together around it you know he, you you got a hold of him and i thought man that's so good it's yeah. so good and i mean and thinking about the tent, you know, people might have naturally drifted there because of fireworks. Yeah. A lot of people love fireworks. Yeah. They love them. You know, we've learned people love fireworks. They <laughs> want to come and buy fireworks and they want to, they want the big stuff. They want this or they want that. You know, and it, it was awesome to think that maybe people just naturally drifted there, but we had more than just fireworks to offer them. Yeah. It was unbelievable. You know, it was more than just fireworks. It was, and that's what, you know, I've told folks that the best thing that we've done down there was getting to share Jesus with people. Yeah. Just getting to pray and, and talk with folks. And, and and some people we didn't even know. Like this man and this woman, they had on some Christian shirts, you know, and I didn't know them. And, I, you know, I know a ton of people in Teleco, and I thought, I wonder if they're new here. So I just said, hey, 
um, have y'all moved here recently or, you know, or whatever? And they said, yeah, we actually have. And I said, well, do y'all have a church? They said, yeah, we're actually attending the River of Life Church. I said, awesome. That's a great church. Mm-hmm. Mickey's a great man of God. And they started going into sharing their testimony and how they come to Christ. And yeah. just right there in the tent, yeah. just at a happenstance of wearing those shirts, you know, and just asked them and met those folks and talked to them. And it was just like, man, you just don't know. I mean, you don't know what you're going to get into. Yeah, that's true. It was great. You know, being good. down there and, and they were awesome folks and they were going around and ministering and doing stuff. And I mean, it was just got back from Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. In a revival meeting. And I mean, you just didn't know what we were getting. I don't think we, we got more than we bargained for in a good way. Yes. You know, not, not necessarily money, but in spiritual you know, we got more than we bargained for. There was one night he disappeared. And I'm like, where's he at? And I'm looking around. He comes back in. He goes, whoo, Holy Ghost got on us back there. You know. <laughs> That's true. Me and the lady was talking. And I'm telling you right now, son, the Holy Ghost got a hold of me and her both back there. Whoo, Lordy. I mean, I'm telling you, it's just, it was crazy. It was nuts, man. And then a, a lady came in, and she's talking to me. And I've known her my whole life, but I didn't recognize her because she was a little younger than me. And then her dad had passed away, and and uh, he had always kind of took care of me and my vehicles when I was younger. And uh, so I helped her carry her stuff to the car, and we got to talking about the Lord, and I invited her because they're looking for a church, so I invited her here, you know. And it was just the Lord moved, you know, and got, got on us out there at the car, and I come back, and he goes, Lord, help. Here you go getting in the Holy Ghost out there. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, man, it, you just can't. I don't know. It's just unbelievable how things happen and, and and fell into place. You know, Second Timothy four two talks about preaching the word, being ready in season and out. Right. And uh, and and I love the end of it. It says with complete patience and teaching. And then a lady from church come in and she's telling us about her good report uh, with her cancer test, and yep. and she just got to testify how God was good and and took care of her. And and I was like, man, hallelujah, praise God. This is awesome, mm. you know. And and um, the fact that I was able to step away from my normal everyday, I want to say bondage, but responsibility that's, that's it's spiritual and natural too. But a lot of times I, it's like pastor Mickey was saying a while ago, my everyday gets mon- mundane and I get bored and I get, uh, and I'm like, God, what do you want me to do? And, but being there almost breathe the breathe life into me a little, a little more, you know, give me a little more vigor, give me a little more bounce in my step and uh, the last day we were there, we were done. We were shot. We were tired. We were wore out. We were missing our, our wives and our children. That's a miracle in itself that they didn't kill me and you both. <sighs> That's the biggest miracle because they sacrificed a ton in two weeks, bringing us lunch, Man. bringing us supper, not killing us. Yeah. You know, I mean, they were – Big yeah. shout out to Heather and Lindsay. Yes, they were big time for us both. I'm telling you what, and I and I and no disrespect to any other man's wife's wife or, but our our wives, unbelievable. Yeah, they were top notch. To to allow us to do what they do, or what we do, it takes a lot. It takes a lot, and uh, I I couldn't ask for a better wife. Bottom line, I mean, she puts up with an igmo like me. Amen. You know, so, but, but the last day we're done, you know, we're, we're, we're tired and, I, and <laughs> you don't see him check out very often. That is the only day I was over. And, and he's like, at three o'clock, he's like, man, let's go. Let's just pack up and go. And the enemy, I'm like, nah, man, I'm thinking, no, we let's hang out just a little longer. Just a little longer. So I guess about an hour after that, maybe four, four ish, four thirty ish. 
this dude pulls up in a big old Dodge truck and he's out there. I look out at him and he is just broken. I mean, he is squalling and immediately, you know, the enemy whispers in my mind, he's about to come in here and shoot (laughs) y'all and take all your money. And I'm like, what? You know, I mean, when God's on, when God's on the move, the enemy tries to counterattack you to shut you up, you know? So I'm thinking this dude's something's going on. And, and I remember Millsaps, me and him were like, what's going on with this guy, you know? So he gathers himself and he comes in and I could tell, you know, he's still been crying a little bit and he goes around and, and I go back and I'm, and, uh, I'm like, Hey man, what's going on? He's like, uh, I just want to shoot some fireworks off to, in honor of my daughter. She passed away. I said, man, I hate to hear that. I was like, uh, how long ago? He's like two and a half weeks ago. Wow. And I'm like, whew. I was like, was she sick or accident? He's like, they don't know. And uh, so I helped him pick some out. And I was like, I was leveled. I was like, what do you even say to that? Yeah, she was 15. She was 15 years old. 15. Oh. And uh, I was like, what do you even say to that? And um, so I help him pick out some stuff. And he gets to the cash register. And, and the minute I stepped up to the register, I felt the Lord say, present me to him because when he first came in the tent, he was dropping GDs and all this other stuff, you know, and, and, and it's still saying, Hey man, I ain't going to listen to that. I just, I knew he was hurting. So I just let it go. You know, I was like, Hey man, I said, I would imagine at the age your daughter was at, I said, I would imagine she went to heaven. And I said, if you ever want to see her again, you're going to have to make Jesus Lord of your life. And he looked at me. He said, I hope so. I said, well, you don't have to hope so. You can. Mm-hmm. So I stuck my hand out and I said, can I pray with you? And he grabbed my hand and started praying for the guy, man, because he was broke. Yeah. He was broken. And the moment I started praying, he hugged me and would not let go of me. Wow. And we just pray, I just prayed, Lord, break through, give him peace, give him comfort. And... um most of all, let him let him surrender to you, you know, so you can so you can do this miracle in his life, so you can mend him, so you can give him peace and comfort, and let him know that hey, your plan's perfect, even though it kills us and it hurts us in the natural, but your plan's perfect, and um, it rattled me when he lay. I was like, this is, I was like, golly bum, you know, but if we hadn't been available, and if we hadn't been accessible. We would have never met this guy. We wouldn't have been able to to present him to the one that can mend his heart and, and mend him and, and give him life and give him life eternal. You know, I liken it to uh, our lives. Like in Luke chapter 10, uh, Martha invites Jesus over. Yeah. This is one of my favorite stories. Brad's preached a sermon on this. Yeah. And, and she's all busy making sure everything's perfect. Uh-huh. And Mary is just at available and attainable and accessible at the feet of Jesus, listening to everything he has to pour out. And old Martha, she's busy, coach. I got to make sure the blinds are clean. I got to make sure the food's good. I got to make sure it's all presentable. And, and she goes and says, hey, 
I need some help here. I'm doing all this. <laughs> and she's aggravated. Yeah. She's aggravated and and tore up and and I'm trying to make sure all this is perfect for you. And he's like, hey. Mary is available. And I think too many times we're all a bunch of Marthas. I know I am. And the Lord's saying, hey, Paul, just be Mary. Be available. The modern translation, I think, inserts the word Karen in there for Martha. You guys, <laughs> you guys heard about a Karen? Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, don't be a Karen. Don't be a Karen. Don't be a Karen. Well, that's kind of what Martha was. I was just kidding about that. It's still, yeah. but, but you know, yeah, you're right. just somebody who overreacts to situations. And I wonder how many times that's, that's Christians. Yeah. Where we are bent out of shape or we're just constantly on edge instead of just enjoying the moment and knowing that wherever you're at is where you're supposed to be. Yeah. And letting the love of Christ shine through you. And yeah. also here's the thing that, that I want to kind of encourage both of you guys. And I know you men are, are both solid in the word and in your faith. The ministry doesn't stop because the fireworks stand got put up. Right. Yep. You know, <laughs> You, you may not have that location right on one Highway 165 downtown. 229 Chair Hayless Skyway. Okay. Cup out fireworks where you have a popping good time. <laughs> <laughs> but wherever you go, you're ambassadors for Christ. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's what the Bible says. We are his ambassadors. We promote the gospel of Jesus Christ wherever we go. Yes, so I want to encourage our listeners out there. You may want to, you may have been inspired by something that Paul or Brad has has shared today, and you're like, "Well, I want to put up a fireworks stand so that people will come to me." And then it, it's it's going to be really hard to do that because these guys will testify that was hard work, right? A lot more than we anticipated. Amen. That a was lot more. Work that was not easy. Yeah. If we knew it was that hard, we wouldn't have done it. I don't no. think. Looking back, no. But because you were because you guys did that it opened doors of opportunities for people to come to maybe they just come to hang out. Maybe they come to see you guys and you all ministered to them. Y'all shared the love of Christ yeah. with them. Maybe they came for a popping good time and they found Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So let's kind of wrap this up with you guys telling me one of your favorite stories, maybe something that was funny, maybe something exciting that happened. Maybe it's somebody who come down there and dropped the biggest amount of money and you guys thought, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they're spending that kind of money on fireworks or whatever. So just, you know, one of the things that you just really, really stands out to you guys, one of your best memories of the fireworks stand for two weeks. Well, let me also say, before I say my best memory, I want to give a big shout-out to Millsaps. He was down there. He helped us a ton. Yes. He did. He was down there a bunch hanging out and, and, and going and doing, you know, for the fireworks and helping. And I'll tell you what I think is also a miracle that I was sitting here thinking that none of us like now, and I'll tell you, if you work in that environment for long, you're going to eventually get to each other. We never really had it out the whole right. time we were down there. That is a miracle. You know, yeah. like we never had it out. No aggravation. I mean, I'm sure we both and Josh too got aggravated at times, mm -hmm. but it was like, hey, kept it in check. Let's just keep ourselves in, in gear here, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, it's good. And I mean, and just I don't know. I guess for me, what's awesome for me probably the best time is just having those youth kids down there. You know, for church like. You know, we started meeting at my house last summer. And during when COVID, COVID time, happened. you know, we started meeting there. And, and we've met at my house a couple times this summer, too. But just just knowing that I want those guys to know we can have church anywhere. You know, we don't have to be 
in the youth room in the back, or it don't have to be. It, we can have church anywhere, mm-hmm. you know. And to see twenty plus kids come down there and hang out and listen to the word and and be be attentive when cars are going by. I mean, we found out uh, from a guy that do you know over a hundred thousand people visit the visitor center every year in Teleco. I know there's a ridiculous number of people that travel that road. Over, uh, over a hundred thousand people visit the visitor center every year. The year of the uh, eclipse, the eclipse was over two hundred thousand people. And so you think about, and, and and you know all that's going on, but yet these kids, and it's summertime, and it's everything else. For me, the best thing is just getting to spend. I mean, getting to spend time with them and devoted in the Word. You know, like we've saw the Lord bless us here in youth group. And then doing stuff and, and I mean, kids in the youth group coming down during the day to hang out. Yeah. Just coming down to hang out and sit and talk with us, get them a chair, hang out, you know, and just being a part of it. And like Chris and Tammy, man, we couldn't have made it without them. No, man. <laughs> we give us so much stuff. Yeah. He was hooking us up and getting lights and doing that. And man, just the, just the time that was down there. And it seems, I mean, there was days it'd drag and go, but looking back, it was so worth it. And mm. that's, that's what I told folks. And, and it wasn't that we made a bunch of money. That's for sure. I said, but the fact that we got to talk to so many people about Jesus, yeah. the fact that so many people just come down, and no matter where, well, no matter what we was talking about at some point, it was like every conversation always got back to Jesus. Gravitated to Jesus. You mm-hmm. know, and talking about this, and this will be the last thing I'll say, I'll let you all, whatever, finish us out. But going back to that Martha and Mary story, you know, we get so caught up in doing what's good, and that was the message that I preached, do what's good or what is best. Yeah, We get caught up in, our ministry sometimes so busy that we forget to do what's best and listen to Jesus. Yeah, that's true. You know, and keep it all about him. Yeah. And the time that we was down there, man, getting to read my word and during, I mean, ain't nobody looking by fireworks at 11 o'clock in the morning. No, ain't nobody looking by fireworks (laughs) usually at one o'clock in the afternoon. No, you know, but just getting to listen to that and, and just, you know, just getting in there and just drawing close to the Lord, man, it was real worth it for me. Big time. Most definitely. It was great. Paul, closing thoughts. My most fond memory, other than the ministry part, yeah, coach freezing me to death in that camper. <laughs> Man, I'm old. My blood's thin, and he had it like on 40, and I'm back there just shivering, and the whole the whole camper's moving, you know, because I'm freezing. But no, um, it was, was it, it was air conditioning. It was really cold, but the camp, that that AC in that camper is legit. Legit, it works. Huh? but just the fellowship. I think uh, you know. Um, like, like you said, uh, Millsaps was there a ton helping us. And we got to visit and get to know David Lowe a ton. He came by a Yeah, lot. he came a bunch and getting to talk about the Lord with Dave, man. Yes. I'm telling you, it was, it was awesome. Yes. Shout was out awesome. to David Lowe. David Lowe. And and what I love about David Lowe is he what you see is what you get with David Lowe. Yeah. And uh, and I really believe he loves the Lord, man. And and uh, and he's good. He'll sharpen you. I promise you. If you'll, yeah. He'll sharpen you. But the biggest thing to me – is learning to just uh, give of myself, and and when when my agenda is trying to come to the forefront, just pushing it aside and being available to the Lord. Uh, the kids were great coming down in the, in the blistering heat and and not being distracted. Listen, like he said, and just the people that I reconnected with that I haven't seen in years, like the guy that used to work for me. Uh, the, the lady whose dad passed away that's looking for a church, just people that I haven't seen in years coming in and, and just reconnecting with them and uh, just being available 
attainable and accessible. Triple A. Just being triple A. And um, I think we're going to do it again next year. I was going to ask. And uh, <laughs> so I, I'll be honest with you. Like this morning in town, being there, just hanging out with y'all, I love being available in Teleco. I really feel like God called me home mm-hmm. to, to move back to Teleco. He's out in Sodom and Gomorrah. And uh, I just love being in Teleco. And I really feel like the Lord's put me, I don't know, when I'm there, I just got a piece about me. And I love it. And I thank you all for hounding me for years. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, we love you, Paul. And maybe he was drifting, Brad. He was. I think he was drifting. <laughs> but he's a drifter. He'll tell you he's a drifter. You know. And before we go, I want to thank uh, Pam and Kent Matthews for allowing us to be down there at the thing. She's a really awesome lady for the town Teleco. We really appreciate them. Folks, that's it. Truth Revival, Episode 8. Dominate. Miracles at the Fireworks Stand. We're out of here.